Hey Sports Tech fans, welcome to podcast number five of the Sports Tech Live podcast. This is for Monday the 9th of September. Uh, we're going to be covering the usual topics of streaming, gambling, esports, content, crypto, and a little special announcement uh, for anyone interested in the sports tech space. So this week in the streaming wars, we got two main stories to cover. The first of which is FIFA to stream African World Cup qualifiers worldwide. So this is as a result of the CAF members agreeing to hand over control of the marketing media rights uh, for the World Cup 2022 qualifiers. Uh, so now FIFA have ownership of the streaming rights. So they will broadcast these for free on its official website, fifa.com, and on their official YouTube channel. So this is a big, big change for FIFA and a big opportunity for African football on a global scale. Um, now that FIFA has this um, distribution uh, rights for these games. Um, so it's been coming for a while, I think. Uh, I think about four years ago, I worked on a consultancy project uh, with FIFA. And this was kind of our main uh, kind of takeaway from that, um, that FIFA.com should be the home of football worldwide, especially when you're talking about uh, World Cups and World Cup qualifiers. Uh, so this is great for me to see um, something that I kind of worked on starting to take a bit of shape. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how they get on from, I guess, distribution perspective. Will there be any issues uh, in terms of the streaming as we've seen other kind of streaming uh, operators kind of run into some kind of issues in the initial weeks uh, with the latency or the, the quality of the streams. Uh, but obviously FIFA will have um, a nice team behind this and a lot of money. Uh, so I wouldn't expect that to be an issue for too long. Uh, but I guess a big thing for FIFA.com uh, to do right now is to actually put the marketing capital behind it and get people interested uh, around the world in these free games. Because you know it is still qualifiers for the World Cup, but it's going to be very uh, high level of football, uh, a lot of dreams and hopes of a lot of nations will be on the line. So I think this would be great for uh, the development of football in Africa and I guess bring a, a kind of a global attention to it. Uh, so great for me to, to see. Um, I think it would be uh, interesting to see this um, potentially proliferate into other different markets. Um, will other organizations uh, be giving up their football rights to the likes of FIFA or back up to the, the kind of parent body for them to distribute? Um, so very interesting. Uh, I'll be definitely keeping a close eye on this. The second news story this week from the streaming wars uh, comes from Tottenham. Uh, so Tottenham score Bleacher Report live streaming deal with Turner Sports. Uh, so we've covered Bleacher Report uh, quite a bit uh, so far this year in the newsletter and indeed in the podcast. Uh, so this is another bit of news coming from them and they've done a deal directly with Tottenham Hotspur uh, for some content that will be uh, broadcast on the Bleacher Report live uh, network. Uh, so the new deal will see Spurs TV, the team's weekly highlights program, be broadcast exclusively in the country on Bleacher Report Live for the duration of the 2019-2020 season and the 2020-21 seasons. Uh, so this will be like a, a weekly show uh, that will show uh, delayed broadcasts of the first team's most recent fixtures as well as pre and post match analysis player and manager interviews, as well as some behind the scenes features. Uh, so I think this is a really good deal for both Tottenham and for Bleacher Report Live. Uh, obviously Tottenham gaining access to the American market where they have been quite active um, in recent years to build up their fan base. Um, and as well for Bleacher Report Live, uh, getting exclusive deals uh, with some um, kind of 
high-end uh, teams from the Premier League and it would be great for them to add more content for their subscribers in the US and uh, hopefully it would be the first of many uh, direct deals so they can improve their content and improve it for a host of uh, different uh, footballing sides in the Premier League and in Europe. Uh, last year they won the rights for the Champions League so I think this is uh, another step for them into uh, the world of European football and obviously the Premier League being the, the most highly watched around the world is great for them. Um, so Haina Pool, General Manager Bleacher Report Live said, the launch of Spurs TV aligns with our vision to continuously serve this passionate fan base in the US. As we begin the 2019-2020 world football season, we will continue to identify additional opportunities to grow the sport domestically and provide fans access to the content that puts them closer to the clubs and the players that they love. Uh, so I guess that kind of sets down the marker for them that this is probably just uh, the first in a number of deals that they will be doing directly uh, with uh, clubs in Europe um, to bring that content uh, back to the fan base in the US and with Spurs with such a heavy uh, kind of US focus obviously with their NFL uh, deal as well to host two games in their new stadium there it makes a lot of sense uh, for Tottenham to be the first one uh, for Beach Report. So Aidan Mullally, Head of Business Development at Tottenham added, Bleacher Report Live has quickly built a great reputa reputation for producing insightful and engaging soccer coverage, particularly following the acquisition of the UEFA Champions League broadcast rights in the United States 12 months ago, and we are delighted that Spurs TV is now part of Bleacher Report Live's coverage. We have an absolute incredible following in the region with more than 20 supporters clubs across the country, and we hope this relationship can further strengthen our relationship with our fans in this part of the world. So again, this is just kind of summing up uh, their thoughts on this deal. Uh, I think it's a win-win for both. Uh, I'd expect Bleacher Report Live to kind of increase the number of deals that they do in a similar kind of sense. Um, so it's great for the subscribers as well, as they get great content delivered directly to them on their subscription. Um, so I'd expect to see this uh, happen more and more, and um, maybe even some competitors to Bleacher Report Live doing similar deals uh, with clubs. Uh, from the Champions League or from the Premier League or La Liga because uh, I think having that exclusive kind of access to official content from the sports clubs is going to be a big differentiator for different um, companies involved in, in the streaming wars. From the world of gambling this week, we saw a whole host of announcements with the NFL season kicking off. Uh, but the top news story we're going to look at this week is Murdoch's Fox launches sports betting with Foxbet. Um, so this is like the first uh, main media company kind of dipping their toe into the, the world of gambling in the US now that it's uh, legalized in the US in a number of states and more are expected to kind of come on board with their uh, legalized version of uh, gambling. Um, so. Rupert Murdoch obviously has um, a lot of sway in uh, the world of sports. Uh, his company recently kind of sold um, Sky Sports in the, the UK to Comcast, uh, but Fox in the US still has a, a huge draw and a huge name and brand association. Um, so in the UK, uh, Skybet uh, launched in a similar kind of fashion. Uh, so I guess Murdoch is looking to repeat that success uh, with Foxbet, uh, looking to use that um, brand recognition and uh, being a source of uh, sports news and uh, live content uh, to get people to move over to their uh, betting brand as well. Um, so it launches in uh, New Jersey and it's operated through a partnership with gaming provider The Stars Group. Uh, so the people that bring you uh, the likes of Poker Stars. Um, so um, this is going to be a huge move um, for uh, Fox 
uh, obviously with the the new laws kind of coming into place and states legalizing um, as we kind of continue uh, i think that will only open up more and more uh, potential customers for them and with their brand recognition and with the kind of number of touch points that they have uh, with fans uh, when they're watching uh, live content live sports content from fox i think the the costs of acquisition for them would be considerably lower than uh, some competitors uh, obviously having their own um, sports networks uh, across the u.s obviously they'd be able to um, do a lot of deals in terms of having advertising as part of uh, the live content that they're producing um, so Foxbet will target casual bettors and small wa smaller wagers, uh, similar to Skybet in the UK. Um, so it's going to be a way, a tool for them to kind of engage the sports uh, fans, um, to get them to engage uh, with the Fox Sports brand. Um, so I think this is um, a really good move from Fox to be the, the kind of first um, TV channel or network operator to kind of get into the, the sports betting world. Um, so I think it would be great for them to, you know, increase the the number of touch points they have with their subscribers um and obviously you know betting is you know in line to be at uh, the next billion dollar industry in the us so getting in early uh, will allow foxbet to kind of grow as uh, the legalized betting world grows in the us uh, so right now it's just available for new jersey uh, but obviously these will be expected to be rolled out later uh, in other states as they legalize sports betting so it's launched on the Apple iOS platform and the Google Android operating system. Um, so I think this will be a great move for, for Foxbet long term. From the world of esports now, uh, we've got the top news story this week being a new kind of independent federation uh, for the world of esports in Europe. Uh, so it's Riot, Epic and Twitch form a new group called ISFE Esports in Europe. And uh, so this is going to be called the Interactive Software Federation of Europe. Uh, so it's going to be independent federation based in Brussels, uh, which I guess gives you some indication of what their main kind of role is going to be. Uh, but it's going to represent and promote the esports sector. So I'd imagine it being based in Brussels, there's going to be a lot of lobbying of European institutions and a lot of the, the EU um, kind of regulations that might govern uh, esports moving forward as it's kind of a nascent uh, industry, but you'd expect some regulations to be coming down the road uh, in terms of um, rules and regs of live competitions, of streaming, um, and anything to do with uh, the esports world and uh, gambling as well. Um, so this is a good move from uh, some of the major players in the esports world. Obviously, Riot and Epic being uh, game producers and Twitch being the preeminent network for uh, live streaming of esports content around the world. Um, so esports and the video game industry is an absolute uh, giant of an industry. Um, so this is be more like um, specific for esports. Um, so I have a quote here now from the ISFE chairman, Olaf Konen. Uh, so esports or competitive gaming is an important and rapidly going segment of the video games industry, offering huge opportunities for job creation, economic growth, tourism, and the development of digital skills. Um, so according to Newzoo, uh, global esports revenues could exceed 2 billion by 2020. Esports has revolutionized how consumers interact with sports, video games, and online streaming platforms. Uh, so I guess that kind of sums up nicely um, the opportunities in esports. Um, and I guess the, the kind of coming together of the world of sports, video games and online streaming uh, into a singular um, kind of league or, or kind of organization. Um, 
So I think this is going to be huge for, for all of them. Uh, so Twitch re revealed its enthusiasm for the new coalition, pledging to ensure this important, exciting and growing esports industry and its massive audience are fully represented at the highest level. Uh, so I think they will be involved in a lot of uh, lobbying, as I kind of mentioned earlier, and to give esports the, the best opportunities in Europe as it's a huge market for the world of esports. Obviously, it's expected to grow by uh, 2 billion or to 2 billion uh, by 2020. Um, so I guess having official kind of representation at the highest level in Europe um, will only increase their opportunities um, and you know obviously the esports is kind of moving more and more towards uh, the mainstream um, so having some sort of um, representation at the at the table uh, when new rules and regs are potentially in the offing uh, will only serve the esports industry well and you know having different partners uh, of the likes of Riot Epic and Twitch uh, forming this uh, organization, I think that will only kind of increase their chances of um, being able to, you know, put in um, some uh, good um, lobbying on the esports world's behalf. Um, so uh, I think this is great news for esports fans in Europe, and hopefully the organization will go from strength to strength from here. From the world of content, uh, we've got another news story uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so Eagles to offer fans comedy and cooking shows with Eagle, Eagles Entertainment Studio. Um, so the Philadelphia Eagles don't just want to be a football team. Uh, we kind of covered a news story earlier on in the year um, of them and their, their different kind of podcasts that now are under their umbrella. Uh, so I think it's a total of six podcasts they have now with more kind of launching uh, as time goes by. Um, so internally, the Eagles talk about becoming a Netflix of the NFL, so a franchise that offers all kinds of content to their fans. Um, so we've kind of talked about their, their podcasts, um, and now they're looking to kind of go beyond uh, just what's happening inside the organization or on the sports field or directly related to off the field matters and looking to increase their offering. Um, so obviously from the headline, it's going to be comedy and cooking shows. Um, so I think they're open to a wide variety of different kind of content uh, that their fans might be interested in. Um, so it's no longer just going to be a football team, it's going to be a full kind of media entertainment studio. Um, so I think this would be great for Eagles fans to see develop as they get access to more and more content uh, for, directly from their, their team that they support. So our mission essentially is to be able to entertain Eagles fans everywhere they are, 365 days a year, explained Jen Kavanagh, the team's senior vice president of media and marketing. Um, so that's a very broad um, kind of a statement, I guess. Um, so it's to entertain all their fans everywhere they are, 365 days a year. And so I guess um, you know the football season is only about five months long in the US. And uh, so there's a lot of different kind of um, content that will be needed to, to kind of fill the gaps um, between uh, the off season and the time a new season rolls around. So among Eagles entertainment projects in the pipeline for this season, comedy. Um, in a break from the past, the Eagles are accepting outside pitches from content creators for potential development and production. Uh, that's quite an interesting uh, move from them uh, to you know, look for outside pitches uh, for content creators. Um, so I think this will only increase the numbers of shows that they'll be able to produce and distribute to their to their fans. Uh, but it's good for any um, content creators that are looking to uh, potentially produce content uh, for an NFL team. Um, 
with the Eagles being open to these offers, I think this would be great for a lot of content creators if they can uh, secure a deal with the, the Eagles. Um, so how about uh, Eagle superfan and comedy superstar Kevin Hart, uh, who no notably rushed the field after the team's Super Bowl 52 win. Um, obviously that would be huge for them if he did do something. He's a huge Eagles fan, so uh, I think there might be a, a couple of projects um, that they're kind of touching base with him about, because uh, obviously that would be um, one of the biggest stars in comedy. Um, being a, a diehard Eagles fan uh, would be a win-win for, for both um, Kevin Hart and for the Eagles. Um, so they're going to be looking to tap the, their fan base, I guess. Um, so Irvine, who hosts um, Restaurant Impossible on the Food Network, is also a big Eagles fan. And so if they can kind of switch some of their more re more highly recognized uh, fans uh, into content producers for them, for their own fans, I think that would be kind of huge for um, the Eagles as they look to move beyond just being a football team. Um, so yeah, they've increased their podcast team from one to six. Um, so I think this will only be good news uh, for Eagles fans and for the Eagles organization as they look to increase their content and you know, I believe that all sports teams should be doing uh, something similar that you know they ha already have a captive uh, fan base uh, but now they have the potential to be uh, media entertainment studios in and of themselves uh, even without um, looking at what they could do with uh, content from the live sports or from uh, streaming deals that they could do around the world so uh, really good um, move from the Eagles for me um, definitely be looking at this in more detail as the season progresses to see if new shows get launched and uh, distributed um, but definitely a very interesting move for me and something that I would like to see other teams in the NFL do but also in other leagues and sports around the world. From the world of crypto this week, uh, we had kind of two stories in the newsletter, uh, one of them being Atletico Madrid uh, doing a deal with Socios uh, for their uh, fan coin. Um, so we've covered uh, Socios a couple of times in the newsletter so far this year. So they've done pretty big deals uh, with some, some of the major football clubs uh, from Europe. So I'd expect them to go from strength to strength now that they've got a big team from Spain in Atletico Madrid. Uh, but the main story I wanted to talk about this week uh, from the world of crypto is uh, the announcement of Manny Pacquiao launching uh, merchand merchandise banked uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, so he's going to launch his own uh, cryptocurrency dubbed the Pack. Uh, so it's less of a currency really than a, a fan marketplace, giving them a chance to buy and sell um, different merchandise, um, Manny Pacquiao uh, merchandise. Um, so um, it's not really going to be something that people are going to be buying to speculate like you've seen with other cryptocurrencies and most notably Bitcoin obviously. Um, so it's going to be more of a, a fan marketplace um, so that they'll be able to uh, buy and sell uh, different content uh, with the cryptocurrency providing a digital tradable token with a floating value um, secured by a blockchain uh, type uh, decentralized ledger. Um, so he's launching this venture with the help of GCOX Group, a company based in Southeast Asia that has uh, done similar uh, kind of models for celebrity tokens. Um, so this is going to apparently change the way uh, celebrities interact with fans, giving the public unparalleled access to the celebrities. Um, so you're hopefully going to see Manny Pacquiao being uh, quite heavily involved uh, in this. 
Um, so this is going to be a major test uh, for what their uh, expectations are from GCOX group uh, to see if they can actually make this model um, you know, a success. So Drayson Durillo is also rumored to be launching a similar product as is um, former Premier League star Michael Owen uh, is also looking to potentially launch something with uh, GCOX. Um, so obviously if they can prove that this is going to be um, a success then you know the potential to replicate it with different sports stars and uh, celebrities from around the world for their fan bases uh, could be quite easy for them uh, but obviously we've kind of seen a number of uh, athletes and celebrities have attempted their own cryptocurrency uh, ventures that haven't really uh, kind of worked out um, so Floyd Mayweather Jr obviously one of Pacquiao's biggest rivals during uh, his sporting career uh, was an early proponent of Centricoin uh, debit connected cryptocurrency um, but that didn't end too well as uh, the SEC got involved and fraud charges uh, were, were charged against um, the founders um, so it's you know kind of double-edged sword really um, obviously we've kind of heard of these stories before that haven't really kind of worked out but you know obviously with uh, cryptocurrency uh, being a lot more mainstream now someone is eventually going to get this right um, so remains to be seen whether Manny Pacquiao and his pack uh, cryptocurrency is going to be that one that kind of proves this new model um, but it's definitely going to be interesting and uh, something i'm going to be keeping an eye on to see how this uh, goes for them uh, and if there will be a kind of follow-on um, different currencies uh, for different sports stars and celebrities uh, using G gcox as their partner From the startup world, we had a pretty cool announcement uh, from two friends of mine, uh, Ron and Ben from SportTechX. Um, so they do podcasts and uh, news uh, from the sports tech world and a lot of reports on the market on a kind of region and sector by sector kind of basis. Uh, so if you haven't checked them out, we've covered them in the newsletter a couple of times uh, before with their um, UK based uh, report that they did and the US. Uh, sports tech report that they did uh, but now they've launched uh, sports tech db uh, so this is going to be a database uh, for anyone who's kind of interested in the the sports tech world uh, that will give them access to this database that provides high value market intelligence for investors and professionals in sports and adjacent industries um, so you know, there's going to be startups and scale-ups that you'll be able to search for uh, based on a number of different parameters you know like which Part of the sports tech world are they in, involved in? Um, which region are they from? Uh, what kind of size that the company is currently valued at, or what they're looking to be valued at if they're looking for a funding round? Um, so it's going to give you great access and insight into uh, the whole sports tech uh, ecosystem, the investors, the innovation hubs, the events, and the accelerator programs that now make up the sports tech world as it kind of develops and matures into a recognized uh, sector. Um, so you'll be able to assess the market, understand the trends and developments uh, through fact-based analysis of trends and developments. Um, so if you go to sportstechdb.com, uh, you can sign up for a free account. So you'll be able to get access to all of the dat database uh, that they've put together so far, and it's constantly being updated and improved. Um, so highly recommend anyone who's interested in the, the world of sports tech, uh, whether you're a startup yourself, 
uh, be great to get yourself listed if you're not on their database so far because uh, it will become uh, one of the preeminent databases uh, for the sports tech world uh, that I would expect a lot of investors and professionals in the sports tech world uh, to be involved in so uh, be a great place for any startup uh, to be um, named and uh, updated with all the latest content uh, so anybody who could potentially find you uh, gets all the right information um, so that's the sportstechdb.com um, database so the sportstech database um, great news uh, delighted for Roan and Ben um, to finally launch they've been kind of working on it uh, for the last number of months uh, so great to see it out there in the real world um, going to see if I can try and uh, get them uh, interviewed because um, I think it would be great to help them share their story to you guys because it's a fascinating one and, and what they want to build um, for the sports tech world is really really important and um, really looking forward to seeing uh, the sports tech DB uh, kind of grow over the coming years. So that's it for the Sports Tech Live podcast this week. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, you can find the newsletter at startupdigest.com forward slash sports tech. Uh, if you want to join our ever-growing community over on Reddit, it's reddit.com forward slash or forward slash sports underscore tech. Um, be great if you could join over there. You can share your views and thoughts uh, on the different news stories that we're covering uh, every day uh, here at Sports Tech Live.